I wasn't a great athlete growing up. There was a lot of kids with more natural talent than I had. After my freshman year of football, when uh, I wasn't quite the star I always wanted to be, uh, that's when I decided to start lifting weights. Joined the local gym and, uh, you know, I, I honestly had no clue what I was doing. Just kind of did what I saw in the magazines. You know, I, I worked real hard, but uh, after a few months of really not getting any stronger, uh, I, I was really lucky because the gym manager, he uh, took me under his wing and he showed me how to really train. After a few weeks, I kind of noticed I started getting a lot stronger. After a few years, I was playing college football, and now many years later, I'm a world champion in powerlifting. Honestly, I owe everything I've done athletically to that gym manager. And I started the Spot Athletics because I wanted to make that kind of impact on people's lives. Hi, I'm J.L. Holdsworth, founder and head strength coach at the Spot Athletics. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When I think about you the unscripted podcast we're tori and shana and you're listening to our song called when i think about you available on spotify apple music or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs but for now let's listen in to your host and our friend aaron conrad There was this controversial figure. Everywhere he went, people challenged him. They questioned his ideology, trolled him, called him ugly names. But he never took the bait, never raised his voice, refused to retaliate because he believed he could change the world by turning the other cheek. All right, everybody, welcome back to Unscripted from my studios at the Spot Athletics in Columbus, Ohio. It's been a little while since I've had a podcast, and I could not think of a better organization and group and topic to come back for a new podcast than he gets us. And my guest today, Brad Hill, who's the Chief Solutions Officer. Brad, will you introduce yourself, and let's just go from there. Yeah, Aaron. Great to be here. Thanks so much. And uh, we love talking about this project. Yeah, my uh, my role is actually the organization officially I serve with is called Glue. And we get to be uh, one of several partners that's working on this incredible campaign that we'll talk about. Um, we think it's something that every, honestly, every Jesus follower, certainly church and ministry should know about and we hope gets to use. But um, at Glue, you know what I do? I've been in the space of serving ministries and churches for a long time with different forms of technology. And uh, he gets us as one of several projects that we support. We'll get into what, what our kind of roles are today, but I'm, I'm glad you're doing this when you're doing it. Cause one of the things we'll talk about is the fact that this 
campaign is coming up. There's a couple of very big events and moments in the near future that we think folks may want to know about. So we'll get into that, but um, really glad you're doing this and appreciate the, the platform. We have a lot to discuss. I have so many questions. First of all, so I was, I think I talked about this. I was downtown Columbus, I think somewhere between High Street and Broad. And if you're from, familiar with Columbus, it's kind of like the heart of downtown Columbus. And I see this massive billboard just said he gets us. I'm like, what, what is that? And then I see I'm a, I'm an NCAA fan. And so I saw a lot of it during March Madness. I'm a baseball fan. So I saw it during the world series. It's, it seems like it's kind of everywhere. And so shout out to you guys for the marketing aspect. And so I think what I really wanted to unpack with you was the marketing has been amazing. What's next? What, what is, let's just start at the beginning. What is he gets us? What is it? Yeah. And you're, you're one of millions who their first interaction is one of those messages. Like you saw, whether outdoors or on a sporting event, or I had somebody the other day text me, like I saw it during an office rerun. This is pretty cool. He was on the CMAs. You were just not used to seeing messages about Jesus. And if we are, we're definitely not used to seeing messages about Jesus that look like this or that are at a high caliber. So the idea behind the whole project is, did begin really as a media campaign. And it's kind of the idea of what if we could swing big and what if we could really get a message about Jesus out in the culture and use this amazing platform we have in the media to accomplish two things. There's two big goals with He Gets Us. And one of the first one that the campaign would say is, they, they want to raise the respect and relevance of Jesus in our culture. Wow. Period, full stop. And there's probably a lot of questions that I would have if I hear a statement like, how do you know and how do you measure that? Um, and we're working on those things. But raise the respect and relevance of Jesus in our culture. Number two, second objective would be, how could we inspire or call up Christian Jesus followers to authentically reflect the radical love of Jesus to those they influence. So the first objective probably feels a little bit more like, hey, let's, let's see if we can swing big and move some needles in culture, which I think is really exciting and energizing to all of us as Jesus followers. But then the second objective, it's like, hey, also let's turn the mirror on all of us too and make sure that as we tell the story of Jesus out there, it resonates and, is, and reflects the way that we're reflecting him in here. There, there's a kind of a two-pronged objective here. So like I said, it began as a media campaign and very much still is. In fact, to our knowledge, Aaron, it's the biggest faith-related campaign in U.S. history, getting bigger and bigger as we go. But what we're seeing, we just had some incredible meetings this week. We're seeing it really before our eyes go from just being a media campaign to really looking more like a movement. Wow. So a lot of people are using it and getting involved in some cool ways. So when you say what's next, the media messages are going to keep going and they'll get bigger, but we're really excited for what's happening kind of ground right now. And mm -hmm. uh, Jesus followers and churches are finding creative ways, honestly, that are blowing us away every day to take this and run with it. And we're going to have, I think, hope, I really do think it'll be a fascinating conversation, even if it's just you and I, but <laughs> I think this is going to be a fascinating conversation because it's two fronts. One is going to be the business of this campaign. 
and then I think two will be the movement side of what's happening. And I want to make sure I really make this action is that it's all about Jesus, period. So all of it's about Jesus. And that's what drew me to you guys and what drew me to have this conversation with you. So I'm kind of fascinated on two fronts. And I think a lot of people are, which I think in this conversation is exceptional marketing on your part. There was obviously investments made to be in places like the NCAA tournament, MLB, and everywhere else, High Street in Columbus, Ohio. So that what I want to tell you is those impressions are paying off because people are questioning and wondering, what is this? And I'll tell you this too. There's a series right now called The Chosen. I'm sure you're very familiar with it. Uh, it is another yep. movement that is happening and is making Jesus personal. Like, I think based on my, my watching of it, my friend, I had a friend call me last night, tell me all about, man, have you seen The Chosen? Dude, it's uh, in some weird way. <laughs> we are able to, to use technology and advertising and branding and all the tools that are available to make a movement and the chosen is a movement and he gets us as a movement. And so anyway, I'm sorry for all that, but I, I think that's what I'm trying to connect all the dots for. But I think it, ultimately we know the one that's connecting all the dots and utilizing the gifts and talents and tools and a very important medium. Does that make sense? You're bringing up a huge point, Aaron, just to camp there for a second. You know, the question is why, why make it about Jesus? I mean, that, that probably seems like a crazy question to ask for those in your audience, they're Jesus followers, but it's a real question. Why wouldn't we just advertise the church? Why wouldn't we talk about all the good things that Christians do? And the, the simple straight answer on this is the research that led up to he gets us tells us some things that we probably already kindly know, but it's really helpful. A nerd, so I always love to see numbers and rest on the fact that there's some facts behind the strategy. We hear from people in our culture, we did a plus or minus about a year's worth of, of research with thousands and thousands of people. We've got some, some challenges as a church absolutely, um, in terms of how people look at us as just a garden variety local church or denomination. Like we know, I don't have to tell anybody why that is. Like we know that's true. Also as Christians, people that are known to be Jesus people in air quotes or religious people, many folks in their lives have had maybe a tough experience with a Christian or have seen a Christian say one thing and do another. And that can really be off-putting or alienating. And yet when you get to a third topic, if you get past the church, get past Christians, when you get to the subject of Jesus, um, what we find and what we hear over and over is that there's, if not neutral, there's a positive response. Even for folks who are not coming to our churches, they're not interested in religion, they would say, yeah, I think Jesus is a good guy. I think his teachings are positive. And like you're saying, Aaron, we're seeing some really interesting large projects done with excellence right now that are all centered on this idea of helping our culture reintroduce themselves to Jesus. Mm, he it. gets us is doing it. The Chosen is doing it. Version, by the way, if anybody's familiar with the Bible app, version. Um, turns out a lot of their users are not church people, but we, we've got a connection right now between he gets us and you version. There's Bible reading plans that anybody can go through at their own pace by themselves. It's the number one thing that people are doing after they see these ads and they check out content is they want to go explore the Bible. And so you version creates an avenue for them to do that. Lots and lots of other projects like that as well. We dug in, we're like, what is it about Jesus? 
that's really resonating with people, even if they don't know much about him. And there's four different things that came up again and again. You know, hey, we love that Jesus was all, all about peace. We need peace in the world. I need peace in my life. That's a big one. Jesus is approachable. We heard that a lot. Like, it feels like I, I can talk about him. It feels like I, I get this guy. The Chosen hears that a lot, by the way. Like, it's one of the number one things they get from viewers who watch the film. It's like, I see myself in those characters. Like, really authentic. Um, so he's about peace. He's approachable. He's compassionate. It's like, we're, we're all flawed in some way. Like, let's not try to pretend that any of us is perfect. But Jesus meets us where we are. That seems to be his vibe. You don't have to be all cleaned up for Jesus to love you. And that he is loving to all. So he, the people that Jesus hung out with, tax collector, people that fairly frowned upon professions, sex workers, whatever. Jesus hung out with all these people, people in different countries and different races. And like those facts are really attractive to people right now because they're not always seeing that so much from Jesus followers. But when they see a true picture of Jesus, they're like, this I want to learn more about. Wow. I'm going to make a horrible analogy right now. It's probably really bad. But so I don't know anything about Babe Ruth. I know his name. He could hit home runs. See some black and white film every now and then. I never saw Babe Ruth play. I saw, everybody now talks about the Jordan versus LeBron conversation because LeBron's today, right? And so I'm constantly pulling up YouTube videos and saying, man, like Michael Jordan did this and he did that. And just go down the list, and I'm using sports right now, but you can go down the list of anything. Uh, Freddie Mercury from Queen was one of the greatest singers of all time. But the kids today don't have any clue who Freddie Mercury is. Maybe they may have heard a few songs. Again, I'm really sorry for this analogy, but I think I'm trying to tie it into what you guys are trying to do is let's introduce the world to the talent. There's a reason that the people that lived in an era or grew up loving and this is so bad i'm sorry but in a time that that uh, michael jordan was relevant or freddie mercury was relevant or babe ruth was relevant or again i could use a million different or billy graham yeah um, right tied into christianity billy graham in the 70s the, the movement that billy graham created my kids probably have heard the name billy graham they don't realize that that man was selling out state not even selling i don't even know if he charged he was filling stadiums and creating a movement. Am I on the right track? That's what you guys are trying to do is we don't have YouTube video of Jesus. <laughs> we have our, we have Bible and we have scripture, but I, it sounds like you're almost, and we have Sunday school with little things on the wall or Sunday school lessons. <laughs> felt boards. Yeah. Thank you. Felt board. Thank you. I was searching for the word. We have That's felt boards, right? We have uh, posters and we have uh, the things we have, but I don't have a YouTube video of Christ healing or Christ teaching. And that's, I think, why The Chosen has had such success is it's making it 3D for me. It's making it HD for me and not just a felt board. Am I on the right track? Like that kind of what you guys are trying to do is, is bring them, bring him into the current culture. Besides, and no disrespect to the Bible, obviously the Bible has lived all these years, but you, do you understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great point, Aaron. By the way, anybody who can successfully sing Bohemian Rhapsody, since you brought up <laughs> Freddie Mercury, it's like, you have my respect. Um, but um, no doubt. But yeah, you're exactly on the right track. We know today that so many of the folks that we feel like need to be reached. And there's a, by the way, some encouragement 
again, but with the research, there's more than half of this country falls into a category that would say they are open, if not interested in learning more about Jesus. But one of the, I mentioned chosen, like they get this feedback. Wow. I see myself in the characters. When people see that he gets us ads, on the other hand, did you saw a billboard or you saw an ad on NBA? One of the common refrains we hear back is, huh, I've never seen that side of Jesus or I've never heard before Jesus, even though I went to church as a kid or my grandma dragged me. Um, so what people need to know is that the he gets us messages are rooted in scripture. That's a very key point. Every message, every ad goes through multiple steps of review and is based on scriptural truth. So that we will not compromise. But we're also bringing forward some truths and facts that maybe we didn't get in Sunday school. For example, like you mentioned movement, Jesus led arguably the most successful movement of love of all time. It still affects us today, 2000 years later. And the Bible says, interestingly, for those of us that like business, like you said, like, what did he need? How did he do that? Like, how did he form that movement? It's like, well, he needed some things. He needed women in his, yes. sometimes surprising, but there's actually scripture that talks about women not only were following him, but helped fund the whole thing. Women provided for the needs of the group. Um, Jesus needed diversity. Um, he needed enemies. He needed rest. So the, I'm just going down one facet of this, but these are not always things that we see in traditional Christian content, quote unquote, where maybe we've caught a movie in the past about Jesus or we've seen an old film, which no disrespect, like there's some been amazing work done over generations. Today's generation would say, I'm not so, so much into a sanitized cinematic version of a Jesus. Show me what's real. Take me inside. Like, what is it like? It's so funny. Like I was talking to somebody yesterday. We keep talking about Chosen. They were like, yeah, my only thing with the Chosen is I don't understand why it's so dark when they go inside. Like we realized that they didn't have electricity back then, right? They had maybe candles, lamps. Um, they're like, oh, I guess you're right. That is kind of what it was really like. There's a production value. There's a quality to what Chosen is doing and what he gets us is trying to do that is meant to be authentic, but also bring it forward to modern context. One of the most popular viewed ads right now, and he gets us, um, you, there's no depiction of Jesus in any of the ads. We don't show his face or a man or any likeness of him whatsoever, but we definitely talk about different values and different facets of him. And that's what I think people are finding so attractive, so intriguing. It's causing them to want to learn more. Hey everyone, my name is Cami Pranel and I'm the executive director for My Unscripted. We hope you are enjoying today's interview. My Unscripted is dedicated to helping others find their voice, passion, and follow their dreams. Our team can help create websites, apps, YouTube channels, podcasts, media, and social content. Whatever your passion and vision, we can help. Our good friend Manny Ahomi of Samaritan's Feet once said, make sure your dreams and goals are big enough to create room for others to join you. We've created room for you to join us too. Find out more at myunscripted.com. Now let's join Aaron for the second half of today's interview. I'm going to read the titles really quick, and then I'm going to tell you an application, a real life this week application. The titles of some of the videos, Tears, Outrage, The Physician, The Influencer, The Rebel, Role Model, Good Times, Alone. There's one called The Dinner Party, 
the birth, anxiety, the struggle. So those are all just, if people aren't familiar yet, please go look up. He gets us on YouTube alone and look up some of the videos. Real life application for me personally this week. Um, I lost a dear friend this week. And I want to tell you, I, I was raised in the church. I attended a Christian college. I've done my thing in life throughout. I've had my struggles. A lot of the titles that I just mentioned, anxiety, struggle personally. This week I lost a dear friend and I wrestled with, I wrestled with God a little bit. Like I lost a good friend of cancer <laughs> that was a man of faith. And what I loved and what I love about what you guys are doing is you made that real for me. You know what I mean? I love mm -hmm. Christian movies. I do. They're, I get the mission. I support the mission of what they're doing, but I, they always seem to end well. And I'm sorry, I'm on a little bit of a rant, but I think sometimes Christianity doesn't end like we want it to. It doesn't end perfect because it's not this side of heaven is where I want to get back to because it is about Jesus. That's right. And it is about what I love and what drew me to this conversation is that I think this world is hurting. We've seen it. We see it on our news channel, whatever channel you watch, we see it. And I love what you guys are doing because you're making it real and not Hollywoodizing. If that's a word, you're not, it's not production value. It is, he gets us. And that's such a powerful message when you're like myself, I'm a man of faith. I have been my whole life, but it doesn't mean I wasn't fighting this week with the loss of a very good friend for a reason I can't explain. You understand? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, and by the way, Aaron, condolences for you and Thank your you. family and everybody affected there. You're right. Everyone's carrying something. That's, that's not a new dynamic today. That's always been the case. The world's kind of been turned upside down and the snow globe's been shaking the last few years. So we're all feeling it. But, you know, what a beautiful plan that God had to send a son in human form because uh, we know God sent plenty of angels and scriptures talk a lot about that, but he sent his son to inhabit a human body, experience the things that we all experience. There's this shared experience that maybe sometimes we don't talk enough about. You lost a close friend. You know what? Jesus lost his best friend. Um, and it's the one of the only times in scripture that we see this idea of Jesus it's the shortest verse in the Bible. I learned it as a kid. Jesus wept, right? Absolutely. Um, right. Right around that experience that he had. And he stepped into the brokenness rather than just trying to stay above it. And we heard this beautiful quote recently from someone that was talking to us about the campaign and said, you know, in my life, I've kind of sensed that to be a Christian or to follow Jesus, that I had to become like one of you that I had to become one of the Christians or one of the religious people. And what I think I'm seeing now, in part because of these ads, the Holy Spirit, you can tell, is working on her. She said, what I'm seeing now is I don't have to become necessarily one of you because he became like me. And so it's not so much that I have to be a certain way or get cleaned up before he'll love me, uh, that he actually chose to come toward my direction and experience the very same things that I'm going through. And we hope that reality ignites something in that person and says, I 
need to get closer to this Jesus. I need to learn more about who this person is because it's different than Babe Ruth, different than Freddie Mercury, or something about this man that I need to know more about. Absolutely. Even back to that terrible analogy I made, wow, this guy can sing a song. I need to learn more about him. And so those resources are out there. So I want to transition to if I wanted to find out more about Freddie Mercury, I could just go Google it. No, I could find out more. What resources do you all have available? So when I see that billboard and I go to the website, what's, what do I find and what, what is available to help people transition from this curiosity to the next steps? Sure. So there's two, two websites that I'll give, give you and your listeners, Aaron, and probably have a spot. You can throw these links out there, but so you saw a billboard, you see an that like the general public. The, uh, there is a website available for everyone, simply known as hegetsus.com. Yep. And so you can visit that. Um, there's hundreds of thousands of people trafficking through there all the time. By the way, the, the YouTube channel you mentioned, that's a great place. If you want to just watch the ads, you can search He Gets Us there. But the hegetsus.com website gives you all the ads. Plus, there's some articles. There's even some pretty cool, like, almost director's notes of, like, What's behind this ad and why did they choose to tell the story this way? Some great stuff there. Also links from that site to go read the Bible plans I mentioned or get connected to someone locally, live chat, lots of ways to engage. That's at hegetsus.com. Then for those of your listeners that may be church leaders or involved in churches or may just be like really engaged Jesus followers and want to help spread this or dig in, we have a website also built for the faith ecosystem. And that website is he gets us partners with an S. He gets us partners.com. I kind of used earlier, there's research. There's also several resources available. So all of that is available out at he gets us partners.com. And we're going to be continually updating that site with new metrics, new research, lots of resources. Um, especially things that churches can use to sort of this campaign their own. Love it. So I, gosh, I'm on that site right now. Incredible tools available. And I assume I can ask this question. Do you all allow influencers, so to speak, Twitter followers, Instagram, TikTok? We have a ton of tools available to us. And thank God, literally, truly thank God for those resources, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of negative being done on those resources. Those resources are available for others to use to, um, I don't want to say combat. That's not the right word. I don't want to be combative, but I think we need to push back a little bit in this world that we're in and continue to make Christ famous. And it sounds like that's what you guys are doing through advertising. Those tools are available through that site that you mentioned. You bet. Yeah. Media content is there. There's images there. Those that are on social or have a platform like you referenced, He Gets Us has been doing a fair bit of posting on social channels as well. And a lot of folks as a simple step can grab and share those things. You're right. I mean, there's a redemptive quality here to what we now have available to us. It just comes back to this love that Jesus modeled and taught is so counter to what we experience and what most of us see day to day. Uh, we love the word confounding. Like, Confounding means something that's surprising or even just unexpected. And so when I turn to Instagram, when I go on TikTok, I tend to expect certain things, right? I'm not surprised when I see ugliness on Twitter. But when someone who's a Jesus follower 
posts or shares things that demonstrate radical different view on this, a, a love that says, hey, we might disagree on that issue, whatever it is. Man, I still love you. I'm for you. And I'm seeking to find common ground. I'm not just going to flame you with a comment, but I'm going to actually maybe be curious and find out a little bit more about how you got to that position. Or and I want to I want to reflect certain things that may surprise people in a loving way. Those kind of confounding moments or actions we're seeing pop up every day now through people's feeds, through social channels, and also through things churches are doing. Um, and it's exactly the kind of message that we feel like the culture needs to hear. And Bible says, always be ready to give a reason for the hope that you have. Amen. Amen. So the hope is like, hey, if I'm out there sharing in a way that's surprising people with kind of confounding love, they're going to ask like, dude, what's different about you? Like, I wasn't expecting this. Why did you post that way? And what an opening, right? What, what a conversation starter that would be. Incredible. I love that verse you just quoted. It's amazing. I have, there's some stats in front of me from that website and I guarantee these, you almost need to have a, like a live ticker because I have a feeling <laughs> these continue to change, but <laughs> you add that to your list of work. But at the moment I'm looking at on your website, the, again, this is the, he gets us partners.com 561 million YouTube views, 48 million likes, comments, and shares 87,000. Let's call it people connected to churches and 11,000, nearly 12,000 churches that are involved in a world that is crazy right now, full of Kanye's and Kardashians. And there's a lot of influencers out there that are spreading and no disrespect to any of them. I hope they all find Jesus if they don't know him already. Um, there's a lot of influence out there. Those numbers I just read are incredible. And what you all are doing is incredible, honest for all those involved, whether it's investor, I don't know, invest, whoever's making this happen, thank you, because you're utilizing platforms to make Jesus famous. And I think it's so important that we do that right now. It's He's more famous than mean tweets or any party, right or left. Um, he really is the most important thing that we have in this world right now. And man, thank you guys so much for what you're doing. It's honest. I'm, I don't know what else to say. I, it's incredible. We need uh, that energy and I appreciate that humbly and you'll know, certainly pass it along. The folks, agencies, designers, videographers, writers, everybody involved, uh, we routinely all agree across our respective organizations, what a privilege and a gift it is to work on something like this at this time. Hey, just to maybe put your listeners to work here for a moment. Please. Jesus followers. So the stats you just quoted here, those are accelerating. It's all, it gets to a point where it's a little hard to comprehend, like 500 million YouTube views, adding three plus million a day to that. It's big and it's a lot. It's a lot of numbers, but it also translates down into the one, yes. right? It's, I'm a person, I'm going to leave my house, go grab an Uber, interact with a barista, talk to a coworker maybe see some other parents at carpool, like wherever I go, because of the scale of this campaign, your friends, neighbors, coworkers are going to see it. And um, what I can share with, with you is all the fun TV and billboards we just talked about, there's a big one coming early in 2023 that he gets us, we'll have messages of Jesus in the Super Bowl. 
Wow. Next year. Wow. Um, which to our knowledge has never happened before. And there's, by the way, some really cool stories behind the scenes of it's not just a money thing, although that's significant, but how do you get approved to put faith-based advertising? In? Like that's a whole story that God has just opened doors. If your friends, neighbors, coworkers haven't seen these ads yet, almost guaranteed they will be seeing them in the coming months. And so I think the opportunity maybe the responsibility on all of us as Jesus followers is how can we be ready? I've had it happen to me multiple times. Someone will say, hey, you're kind of a religious guy, right? You're like a Jesus person. I saw this commercial last night when I was watching TV. You believe that stuff? What do you think about that? So these are those small, hallowed moments, right, that are happening right now just because this big campaign is going on. And so that brings the 500 million down real quick to reality. It's like, okay, I'm sitting here with a coworker and I've always wondered like, how do I like live out my faith here in the office? That's kind of weird sometimes, but he just asked me a question and now I have to respond. And so how do you get ready for that? And if I'm super honest, not proud of this, Aaron, but like sometimes I might shrug it off and like, oh yeah, I don't know. That's probably some church thing. Just get a small deal. You could do that, or you could recognize that maybe this is a moment that has been created because ground is soft. Somebody saw an ad and they're striking up a conversation. It's like almost reverse evangelism. They're coming to us. I think myself and everybody I know who's a Jesus follower, it's good to familiarize yourself with the messages so you can at least know what they're talking about. Um, you can do that, like you said, on YouTube or at hegetsus.com. And then I think it's important to even like through and reflect, how would this message allow me to springboard into a conversation? It doesn't mean necessarily I have to convert everybody on the spot or try to push too hard, but how do I make it more natural? And how do I let them asking me be the opening that I've been praying for and just say, yeah, you didn't believe that. And uh, what did you think of it? And go from there. So we're, we're also right now building a small library of just simple little tips and ideas of conversation starters and ways that we can all be ready. By the way, the He Gets Us campaign will likely be with us for two, three, or more years. Wow. It's going to be around. There's going to be more ads. I've seen the next few. They're incredible. There's the ones you listed off will still be around. So lots of opportunities, but like kind of like you said at the top, it's like what could be better right now in our culture than having something this big and visible out there that kind of gets in places that sometimes we can't get into and then causes folks to come toward us and ask questions. To me, that's, that's a golden opportunity. Absolutely. I have two pieces that you said many years ago, the dot-com era, right? Every, every Super Bowl ad was dot-coms. I'm aging myself a bit, but it was every dot com you could think of, and they all crashed and burned. Most yeah, I remember pets.com. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Many of them crashed and burned. And then even last year, crypto, I feel like every Super Bowl ad was crypto. What I guess what I want to say when you were saying that is, you know what? Jesus isn't going to crash and burn. The gospel, <laughs> the Bible is undefeated, and Christ is undefeated. And so to have him as a platform in the Super Bowl, is the one thing that's not going to crash and burn, whether it's a dot-com or a crypto or a whatever cars. Go back through the years and watch all the ads of Super Bowls. A lot of those companies have come and gone, but Christ is still at the center of the universe, and he is still who he was. 
Um, and I love that you guys are, because five years from now, somebody's not gonna go, remember when Christ crashed and burned? He's still the same today, yesterday, and will be forever. So what an incredible well opportunity that you have to have that in the biggest audience. And he spent billions and I, I can't even imagine what that cost you. And so that was my second thing is thank you. There's people, I, there's a team doing the video. There's a team doing socials. There's a team, there's probably investors that have made significant investments because where you guys are appearing was not free. Thank you. I guess is what I want to say. Thank you. Because what you are doing is creating an opportunity. And so my challenge to anyone listening to this is you don't have an excuse <laughs> now because this team that I'm speaking to and all the people that make that happen from human resources, all the way up to people making the videos and people posting on YouTube, every single person, they're working really hard so that we do our job. And that's take Christ. If we are a believer, take Christ to that next level and make him famous, make him aware, make others aware of him, invite him to your church or whatever it might be. There's a lot of people working really hard. And so I want to thank you everyone from the advertising, the marketing, everyone that's making the webs, a lot of people involved making this happen. And the best way we can pay back to them is to, like you said, even if it's one person, just one. Isn't that why we do this? What Christ did. He left the 99 for the one. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm on a bit of a rant, but I, I'm passionate about what you guys are doing because it's so important. And I love that you get where we are in the world with technology and websites and TikToks and commercials. Like, I, I, I just think there's a lot of people on your teams, I should say with an S, that one day will cross the finish line, go home, and God's going to thank them for their efforts. Everybody, like I said, from somebody who goes and gets coffee for the team making it, all the way up to the people that like yourself that are on podcasts, thank you for what you guys are doing. Appreciate that, Aaron. Yeah, the gratitude is always accepted. And it really is all of us as Jesus followers have a piece to steward in this story. And few of us are just fortunate to be at this part of the story where we get to move the ball forward a little bit. And we, we take it as a, a very serious privilege, right? That have been able to touch this and to encourage you and everybody else. I'm, since we, you and I both referenced the one, I'm, like yesterday, a story came through and someone mentioned that they saw an ad, I believe, on the World Series and then caused them, and they posted this on Instagram, but it caused them to read and watch some stuff. They wound up getting involved in an alpha group, if you know what that is. You know, it's a, a great ministry that really just creates a safe space for people to ask hard questions about Jesus and the Bible. And based on the success of that group, they got involved in a church. And so her comment on Instagram was, hey, your ads reached at least one person. You got me. And uh, I've got incredibly poignant stories of turnarounds. I've personally spoken to a number of folks who have incredible stories. I, would tell, I had an Uber driver tell me, if you knew what I did, you would know there, that God can't love me. A lot of folks have a past and have made choices. And for whatever reason, they're feeling maybe there's something about me that, that, that Jesus just can't love. And then they see these, these images, these messages about Jesus welcomes all. He's compassionate. He wants peace. And I've had people break down routinely um, about this. It just, 
the, the Holy Spirit's using it. So we're grateful just like you are, but thank you, Lord, that yeah. this tool exists, this media exists and help us to steward it well. That's our prayer. I don't know when people are going to hear this, but tomorrow's Thanksgiving. And I will say again, thank you for, first of all, as we said in the very beginning, thank you, Jesus, for what you did. And thank you, God, for how you continue to open doors. And the Bible talks about people, the body, right? And every part playing a part in what the body does, the hand, the arm, whatever it might be. Each of us have that task, where we are at work, what we do, our gifts, our talents, because we're all given those. And that's our way of giving back to him. And so as we approach Thanksgiving, thank you and all those involved. And please share that. And so the best way for anyone listening to this that may have been moved some way, what's the best way for them to respond? Is it through the website? Yes. Anyone, period, anyone would say should be familiar with hegetsus.com. That's where you'll find the videos and the public messages. And then additionally, if you're one of those folks I described that would say, yep, I'm a Jesus follower. I'm really intrigued. I love what's happening here. I might even want to use it or extend it. He gets us partners.com is for you. And particularly if you're a church leader or even a volunteer leader at your church, I would commend you. We need more churches, even though we have quite a few where we have a, a large job to do here and we want to empower our churches. We have sermon series, discussion guides, prayer series you can deliver over text. Every church involved, incidentally, can receive free texting, um, not just around He Gets Us, but for any other ministry needs, thanks to the donors in this project. There's a wide range of ways that folks can use it. But the the entry point there, again, is hegetsuspartners.com, and you'll get access to everything. You'll also be called an insider, so then we'll send you about once a month, we send out a just a quick newsletter. What's new? What are the latest ads? Where are they running? What are some stories? What are creative ways that other churches and ministries have used this? But we're getting a great response there. We'd love to have everybody jump in and get involved. So there's two options. If you're hearing this and you're not of faith, if you've seen the billboards, the commercials, whatever it may be, visit hegetsus.com. If you're a believer, Someone that's in a church has influence. He gets us partners with an S.com. Is that right? That's exactly right. And what you have is you have my commitment. That's why we got in contact in the first place is I love this movement. I love what you guys are doing. And it is a movement. And uh, there's no more important time than right now than what's happening. And so I, once again, I'll say thank you so much for what you guys are doing. Thanks for highlighting it, Aaron. And I'm looking forward to supporting you and everybody else has a piece of this, right? So let's, uh, let's go out, as you said, and, and make Jesus famous. That's what it's all about. Absolutely. I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving and thank you for everything you guys are doing. You as well. Thanks, Aaron. All right. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Be sure to like, share, and follow on all your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out our song, When I Think About You, on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs. We'll, we'll see, see you next time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad. You.